Alright everybody, welcome back to Cryptonatural, your uh, favorite podcast about UFOs, cryptids, myths, legends, and the truth behind a lot of our common beliefs. I am your fabulous host, Jake, and I, as always, I am joined by my little brother. Hi, I am your favorite brother, Tristan. Okay, you can't be favorite when obviously everybody agrees with me on our arguments. Uh, okay, not everybody agrees with you, like, in the world. Just the people that you sensitized with agreed with you. Yeah, that's everybody in the world. I gave them my beautiful voice. I've even shared my beautiful face on Twitter. So that's everybody. Oh, shut up. Just because you have a baby doesn't mean jack shit. Hey, that's not how we talk about our mascot. It is a pretty cute mascot, but you really didn't even run it by me. And I feel a little hurt by that. I'm sorry. I was bored and taking pictures of her. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, what's the cryptid we got for today? Not actually cryptid. It is an old Irish myth. One of my absolute favorites. Do you want to take any guesses? Okay. Uh, leprechauns? No, not leprechauns. You kind of got it right with the fae. Uh, it is a fairy. It goes by the name of a Dullahan. Oh, yeah, that motherfucker. Yeah. Which I think they're pretty I think they're pretty cool. So, uh, I decided let's do it on this one because I've been itching to get the fae in here. Um, so for those of you that don't know, a Dullahan um, is actually a headless horseman. So when you watch like Sleepy Hollow or um, they even pop up in old German uh, folk stories. So a headless horseman in all actuality is a part of the Fae. So what do you know about him? Well, I didn't. I Okay. What I know about Headless Horseman is pretty much the basic, like, European legend of, like, the Headless Horseman. I don't know much about, like, the Dullahan or much about that. Uh, like we've reiterated many times, we go into this blind. Um, so basically, Jack, so I'm going into this with some pristine blindness. <laughs> okay, so, um... Start off with a little history, uh, a little comparison. So the biggest similarity between them, obviously, is they're headless and they ride a black horse, right? Um, that's all the way across all yeah. myth- all mythologies uh, that involve them. Uh, some of the really cool differences that show up like, in the original Celtic mythology is uh, not only is it headless, but... The head is described as smooth, pale, with the texture of, like, moldy cheese. And its mouth is split into, like, a a massive grin that covers both sides of its face. So, kind of like a Joker smile, but it's actually, like, the whole smile, not just, like, paint. So, what you're saying is, is you have found a cryptid that is ten times creepier than the f***ing Monongal... Um, oh, it gets better, and I hate it. Oh, it gets better. Oh, it gets it better. Gets better. So better, you say? I do say. So the horse 
it charges so fast uh, that fire emanates from both of its nostrils and its hooves as it strikes the ground. And the Dullahan actually has a weapon. Okay. It has a... First, first things first, real quick. Uh, one, you just described Sam Elliott's character in the Ghost Rider movie. Second, if this weapon is kind of, is, <laughs> if this weapon is even closely resembled to something that could be a scythe, I'm fucking out. No, no, no scythe. Uh, way cooler. It's a whip made from a human spine. Oh yeah, that is fucking sick as shit. I'm sorry, that was a lot of cur- that, <laughs> pretty that awesome. Was, right? That was a lot of cursing. I'm gonna cut that out. Mom said that we need to quit cursing, so that's sick as crap. What do you mean? What do you? I don't curse. You do. I watch my mouth. I know. I don't. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of just like a basic description of it. So the history behind it, okay. So the history of the Dullahan is that it is the embodiment of a Celtic god, uh, Black Krom. So this was a god that in ancient Celtic times was a god of fertility. And the way you appeased him was through human sacrifices. Uh, and the main way of doing that was uh, from beheading. So when Christianity came to Ireland and they kind of phased all that out, uh, the god Black Crom uh, took on the form of the Dullahan and that's why it is it is said to be headless and it is a god of, well, uh, not really a god, but it is a fairy of death, essentially. Okay. So when uh, so could I? <clears throat> the legend of like the headless horseman that I know was always like his head got shot off by like a cannon or something crazy like that. But this legend seems to be more of like it was a god that just decided, hey, I want to be this thing now. I'm gonna be this thing. Uh, pretty much. Like it, it still wanted its sacrifices. Um. And so it took on the embodiment of the Headless Horseman. So the actual stories behind the Headless Horseman is that it it rides across the countryside uh, at night. Anywhere that it stops, it is said that is where someone is to die. And the way that it does it is that it calls out the person's name. So kind of like uh, the Headless Horseman did with like Ichabod Crane. Uh, yeah, actually, they got that one pretty good. Um, so that it would, it would call out the name and the one of, so there's actually a, uh, a storyteller recounts, uh, something that he saw. Okay. And this is, uh, W.J. Fitzpatrick, uh, from the County Down recounted, I seen the Dullahan myself stopping on the brow of the hill between Bryansford and Money Scalp late one evening, just as the sun was setting. It was completely headless, but it held up its own head in its hand, and I heard it call out a name. I put my hand across my ears in case the name was my own, so I couldn't hear what it said. When I looked again, it was gone. But shortly afterwards, there was a bad car accident on that very hill, and a young man was killed. It had been his name that 
that the Dullahan had called. Okay, can I just state a real big fact right now? Every time we've read a, an account mm -hmm. of a cryptid, it's always been so poetic, and I just love that. Right? Well, like I said, this one came from a storyteller, so I'm, I'm not saying this one is true. Uh, and of course, it's going to sound fantastic coming from a storyteller. Um, but it does. Like it's, it, They are very poetic sounding. Um, and so, like, a Dulhan will, like, stop uh, before, like, a door of a house or something like that and shout the name of the person that's supposed to die, and it draws its soul to him. So, like, if the person is supposed to die, uh, he'll call out. So, like, if it, it was you, it would stop and yell out your name, and whatever way you were supposed to die happens, and he takes your soul. That's, does he, like, do anything good with your soul? Or is it just like, hey, I'm going to keep this soul in a bag? So it never it never actually really says what happens to the soul. My best guess, and this is just from everything else I've, I've read, not just on the Dulhan, but on the Fae themselves, is my guess is that they take your soul over to the land of the Fae. Essentially, like an afterlife. Okay, so that doesn't actually sound too bad. Unless they make you their slave. No, no. Uh, it does not sound bad at all, unless you know anything about the Fae, then it really sucks. Um, like I've iterated like I've so many times before, our common conception of fairy is just so off point. Like... They're cute little pixie creatures and, you know, Tinkerbell, the Tooth Fairy. Uh, when In all actuality, most of the Fae are vindictive, mean little shits. I mean, turds. <laughs> yeah, because we got to watch our language now. This is going to be a family-friendly yeah, horror sure, podcast. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um... And so one of the cool things about it is uh, a couple of its abilities is it actually has a limited power of speech. It's only permitted to speak just once on each journey. And it's only allowed to call out the name of the person whose death it heralds. I'm sorry. I'm just uh, a little sidetracked. I'm just imagining one of these Dulahans riding across the countryside on a black horse in the dead of night. Knowing that he can only speak once and he has to yell the name of whoever's to die next and like his horse trips or something and he just goes tumbling and just the only thing he says that trip is <laughs> Sorry, son of a beep and beep You're <laughs> Not swearing is hard for you. What really um... is it's a part of my vocabulary <laughs> I'm gonna I know it's been so hard for me to to watch what I say because I do. I, I, I actually, I think I swear more than you do. Most likely. <laughs> in like day-to-day -day life. And I say some really messed up things. So I'm like, I really got to watch what I say. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll just start editing in um, some of those good, good beeps here and there. Uh, all right. Now back on track. So the Dullahan actually also possessed supernatural sight. 
So by holding his severed head aloft, he can see for vast dis distances, even on the darkest night. Uh, he can, using the power, he can like spy the house of the dying person no matter where it's at. So running won't help. Actually, there is a possible way. Okay, let's so let's, let's hear it now. This isn't a for sure confirmed thing, but there have been a few accounts that if you are out at night and you see the Dulahan coming at you, have gold. They take bribes? No. Somehow they are actually afraid of it. So there's actually a story from the County Galway. It, so a man was on his way home one night, and it was like just barely getting dark, when all of a sudden he heard the sound of like horses' hooves pounding on the road behind him. So he obviously looked around, and he saw the Dulahan charging at him, just going for it. So, you know, yelling, he he made a run for it, but it kept gaining on him. It would have overtaken him, but he had dropped a gold-headed pin from his shirt uh, onto the road behind him. All of a sudden, there was a loud roar, and when he looked, the Dulahan was gone. Okay, so they don't like gold. Um, well, I guess... Uh, so it would seem, at the very least. I guess I'm becoming a gangster with both a gold chain and a gold necklace. Or a silver... Don't forget the silver. Silver chain and a gold necklace. Silver works... Yeah. I mean, silver works for almost everything else. Um, but no, there's no actual stories as to why the gold works. But, uh, for some reason, there's been a few different stories where, uh, they've had gold on them and, like, flung it at them and the Dulahan disappears. Okay, so fling gold at the mother like you a real G making it rain. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Good. Now I know how to. So kill there's it. actually been some. <laughs> so there's actually been some stories of people who heard the hoofbeats and stuff and would look out their windows. And in some of the stories, uh, a basin of blood would be thrown into their face. And in other stories, they'd go blind in one eye, just from seeing it. Okay. So. If you're ever taking a trip to, where's this at again? Ireland. So if you're ever taking a trip to Ireland, uh, get some of that good, good bling. Uh, make sure you have a blindfold at the ready at any moment. Just wear a sleep mask above your face. Um, and earmuffs. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so he is, um, it is, and... I say he because in most accounts it is male. Uh, there have been a few where it is female. The Dulahan is quite a lot like another fae, uh, the Banshee. Uh, but the difference is, is the Dulahan has no specific family. And it's not a call of warning. So with the Banshee, it's, 
its wail is a warning that someone close to you is going to die. And it, they usually haunt a specific family. Um, whereas the Headless Horseman is kind of just a free-for-all. If someone is meant to die, he takes them. He's essentially the incarnation of death. Okay, so pretty much instead of him being like, hey, you're gonna die, he's like, hey, I'm gonna kill you. Pretty much, yeah. That. And the craziest thing is, is nothing can bar its way. So putting a desk in front of my door and trying to wait him out won't work. No, no. Like, gates will fly open to let the rider through no matter how firmly they're locked. Like, if a Dulahan's coming for you, essentially, yeah, you might be able to buy some time with the gold if it works. But other than that, there's nothing stopping it. Okay, well, uh, time to build a bunker and never leave ever uh, and make sure it's gold-lined, lead-lined, uranium-lined, and silver-lined with a little salt thrown in there for good measure. Yeah, pretty much. All right, well, uh, I'll see you never, I guess. <laughs> so the weird thing to me is, is like, so all it needs to do is call a name for someone to die. It can blind someone for just looking upon him. Why does he need a whip of human spine? Ear factor. <laughs> like, honestly, as creepy and crazy as the Mongol is, if, like, I heard hoofbeats at night and I turn around, I just see something headless with... And once again, I'm not even exaggerating when I say ear-to-ear -ear grin. Like, its smile stretches from ear to ear. It is a giant mouth and a whip of a, made from a human spine. I would call my own name because I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. F*** that imagery. I'm having nightmares. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, but it's always been one of my favorite stories. What? Um, that whip brings a whole new meaning to the phrase rattle and bones. <laughs> <laughs> no. Aww. But it was so good. So one of my, not really favorite things, but like one of the craziest things that always makes me laugh. Um, like I said, there's a lot of different depictions in different cultures, such as like Sleepy Hollow. Um, and that's where you actually hear the story of the soldier who lost his head in the Revolutionary War. Um, and he, like, rises during Halloween to search for it. Uh, he's found in a number of German stories, including Tales of the Brothers Grimm. Yeah, I... Um, some of the German stories tell a headless horseman who blows a horn to warn huntsmen not to ride, as death will befall them if they do. So this mo mofo is known all over the country. God, I don't know why I did that accent. It just felt right. <laughs> so, um, one of my favorite ever, like one of my favorite depictions, uh, modern depictions uh, of a Dullahan is actually one of my favorite book series um, by Shane Silvers. 
I, I've told you I don't know how many times to read it. Uh, the Nate Temple series. You've told me 20 million times, but uh, I and... just... I, I, I know, just read I it. I would, just, I want to, but I just don't have all the time to do the reading, you know, because I kind of edit to podcasts. I can also tell you that there is, in fact, an Audible version. Oh, yeah, then I'm definitely going to give that a check out. Uh, but in... Because it's three different interlocked series, so in the uh, McKenna Quinn series uh she actually meets and befriends Adulahan. and so it was like oh that's really cool and uh i really love that but the craziest and this one just always blows my mind one of the craziest and most popularized uh versions that you will see of Adulahan is actually in japan you just say Japan? I said Japan. Okay, I gotta. But it's not like... I gotta know about this one, bud. It's not the depictions... <laughs> it's not the depictions that like I've iterated here or in Sleepy Hollow or even in the German stories. Um, they're often like headless heroes, mainly female because... The Japanese love their women. Know, the Japanese. Oh, yes, they do. Um, they're heroes and they're like usually in like plate armor and they're warriors and, and so it's like they the only thing they essentially really took uh, was the headless part that's okay I mean I, I kind of get it uh, Jap Japan is a little weird um, especially with their myths and legends uh but, I mean, Japan has a way of sort of heroifying, I guess, like, many things. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, I, th I thought it was pretty crazy. It is a little crazy. It really is. But I'll tell you what, bud. Yes, tell me. This podcast, this podcast is Mc... Because you're bada ba 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 Because I'm McLovin' it. it. Okay, uh... No, because I'm Mick <laughs> I I'm gonna tell you right now, buddy. Um, I'm gonna cut that uh, MC Don Don uh, name out just because uh, I don't want to get sued by them for saying their name. Oh, I I figured I I figured you would. I just so yeah. we're gonna keep all this in. No, we're just gonna bleep out that that word. <laughs> I couldn't resist. It's just, it's just really fun. All right. Any any more you got about the uh, about the Dulahan? Uh, no. I don't. I don't really think I do. All right. You got a, a creepy corner for us today? No, but I do have a fun argument. Okay. Let's. Uh, all right. Now, uh, time for uh, everybody's third or fourth favorite segment. You have no proof. So, what's... I actually quite like that name. I know. it. I'm surprised it actually came out as good as it did the first time I said it. Uh, what's your argument, bud? Who's the best Star Wars character? Okay. We... I bet you I could squash this in one word. Are, are you ready? Are you ready for that one word? I'm waiting. Chewbacca. 
Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to say wrong, and I'm going to go with Darth Nihilus. You can't see my face right now, but you have no clue the dirtiest look I gave my mic. Just the dirtiest <laughs> look I gave my mic. Not Chewbacca. Okay. Are we talking movies or just throughout the whole universe? Star, of Star Wars. Wars. Star Wars. The universe? Canon. Canon. Star Wars. Okay. 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 Darth Plagueis. And no, I do not count... There, what? Darth Plagueis. Darth Plagueis was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie on that one. But I still think Darth Nihilus was way cooler, dude. Isn't he the guy that blew up that planet? He essentially, like, ate? Yeah, he ate the planet. He ate the planet. That's pretty fucking sick. Right? Uh, I still... Okay, controversial opinion. I still don't like Luke Skywalker whatsoever just because he was a whiny little bitch for three quarters of the entire series. I, I can actually agree with you on that one. Mark Hamill, fantastic. The character of Luke, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. Okay, no. He wasn't so bad in the books. Yeah, he wasn't bad in the books, but I have, I have a, uh, a way better Star Wars character that I think we're both gonna love. Uh, Admiral Akbar. Mm, I will see your Admiral Akbar. And I will raise you Dio. I will recognize your Dio and raise you sand. Because <laughs> it's coarse and rough and gets everywhere. Unlike you. I don't know what George Lucas was oh, thinking when he wrote harsh. that line. I don't know what he was thinking when he wrote that line, but it's beautiful. That That's harsh. Okay, okay, I got one we can agree on. Out of all of Star Wars, R2-D2 is the real G. Spock. You know, he knew who Anakin was, he knew who Darth Vader was, didn't snitch. Oh yeah, no, he knew how to keep his fucking trap shut he ain't never snitching on a on a real g <laughs> uh no but we all know who the best uh star wars character is and it's it's spock jar jar binks it's, oh yeah you know what you're right yep we've agreed on something jar jar binks number one hundred <laughs> percent misa i love that answer oh misa gonna beat you next time i see you plug our socials um, check us out on our Twitter at CryptoNatural1. Give us a like, share with your friends, drop us a line. I do. I love talking to fans. It's, uh, it's a good time for me. I really enjoy it. I like to hear your opinions, your thoughts, uh, what you think we could do better. Uh, for weeks now, I've been lying to myself and to all of you saying I was going to make an Instagram. Well, I finally did it. I did. I, I'm so proud of myself. Um, that one's uh, crypto underscore pod. Uh, I'm trying my best here. Uh, I'm not great with taking pictures, which is what I gather Instagram's mainly for. 
Um, the only pictures I really have on my phone are my children and uh, highly offensive, highly inappropriate memes. Can we just... So, I will do my best on that one, but... Yeah, can we just take a minute to uh, applaud Jacob for finally creating that Instagram? Um, insert applause.mp3 <laughs> here. Um, <laughs> um, and if you're more into the ghost, ghouls, and goblins side of thing, uh, go check out our sister podcast, uh, Paranormal Bros. It's pair-a-normal-bros. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, and I think that one's on Google Podcasts as well. Um, next, just a little announcement. Uh, this upcoming episode for Paranormal Bros on Friday is actually a very special one. It is a personal story from me that I did uh, without my brother, so y you might enjoy it. The favorite brother doing something by himself. Can you reword that? <laughs> no, I don't think I will. All right, everybody. Live long and prosper. And the outro music should begin right about now. Mm -hmm.